Get your Bibles out and go to the book of Numbers. Are y'all ready for the word? Okay, I got three of you. Well, let's, let's find out about the rest of you guys that are in this room. Anybody ready? Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, while you're turning to Numbers chapter 13, I'm going to be reading from Matthew, and I'm just going to read it because I want to just, just read it to you and let you hear it. I don't, know, I don't know about you, but all of my life, every time God will teach me something, he'll take me down a road, he'll teach me. Later, he'll bring me back around to that subject again. I, and I feel like I'm in school. When I was in third grade, I had third grade math. A year later, I had fourth grade math. By the time I got in high school, math was different. Because I had learned, and I kept building on top of what I learned before. The Lord has lately taken me back on the subject of words. I'm learning more now than I've ever learned before. I have a greater appreciation for the words coming out of my mouth than I have ever, ever had before. And as a matter of fact, I watch what I say closer now than ever before. And I pray that right now, you, you and I together as a church would begin to grow in the knowledge of words. I want to read a scripture to you, and, and I'm just in Matthew, and I, if you're in, um, over there waiting on me. Jesus said this, he says, by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. What a powerful statement. Everything in your life, good or bad, is based on what you say. Your eternity is based on what you say. So let me prove that to you. Everybody in this room had a day in your life, if you're born again right now, that you prayed a sinner's prayer and said something like this, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead, and I confess him as Lord. Didn't you do that? Yes. Did it work? Yes. Did everything change? Yes. Every life and death are in your tongue. Yes. You can change the world, but it didn't end there. There's a lot of things that God wants to do in your life, and the only way he's going to change them is with your mouth. If you want a better life, if you want things to change, you're going to have to change what you're saying. Now, I'm going to make another statement here. I want you to think about this. I do not believe there's such a thing as a lid. I don't believe in lids. I believe you can do anything God called you to do. I believe you can be anything he said you can be. Amen. And I think the issue is God is waiting on you to say some things. He's waiting on you to change the way you talk. I want to I, I prove that to you one more time. In May the 3rd, 1986, I was single that morning, but I wasn't single that night. That was my anniversary, mine and Lisa's. But I remember the day that we were over here in Assembly of God Church and that we had rented, and that was the day that Lisa and I had set apart to get married, and I remember I came in, I'm standing next to the best man and the preacher, and Lisa's in a beautiful white dress and comes out there, and I went, tonight, I don't have to pearl it up with her mother anymore. <laughs> Because everything is going to change. When did it change? She came forward. They sang some songs. Everything was beautiful. And the preacher turned to me and he said, Daryl, do you take Lisa to be your wife? And on and on and on. And they're waiting on me in the crowd. And I said, I do. Everything changed when I said that. Then they turned to Lisa. I looked down below her dress to see if she had tennis shoes on. <laughs> to see if she had been watching the movies Runaway Bride. 
And the preacher said, do you take Daryl? And when she said, I do, everything changed. Her name changed. We became one. And my whole life in front of me was different than had I not said those words. I don't think that we've ever really sat back and taken seriously what we say. What you say is either going to take you where you want to go or it's going to stop you from ever getting there. That's an absolutely incredible thing to say. Jesus said, you're justified by your words or you're condemned by your words. Now, now listen, listen, to what, listen to what I'm going to say right now. Just, you've got to hear what I'm going to say. Today in America, we talk about prosperity. The moment you criticize another man's wealth, you just stopped yourself from ever going there. You didn't harm the other man. You threw a lid on your money. Do y'all see what I just said? All the complaining we do, all of the criticism we do, stops us from being what God wants us to be. It's quiet in here now, isn't it? Now, I told you, this is not fourth grade math. We're in, we're in high school now. We're going to go places in words you guys have never been before. We're going to start learning something about the power of words. I made a statement to you about the fact that I don't believe there's such a thing as a lid. When the Bible says that all things are possible to him that believes... I think what he really meant was all things are possible to him. I believe what he meant was there's nothing impossible. Now, now listen, listen to what I'm going to say because I'm going to use some sports here. When I first started shooting competition pistol, I went online and I watched this guy. And some of y'all may know who he is. He's a cowboy. And he shoots a gun so fast you can't see him. With your eye. And, and, and some of y'all can tell me his name. And I, don't, I got his picture in my mind. But I, and, he, and he doesn't shoot a double action. It's single. He cocks it, shoots a balloon, cocks it, shoots another balloon, puts the gun back. And all you see is the balloons disappearing. You can't see him with your eye. They took a study. They took him to some government building. And they thought, well, this guy's just, this is all camera work. And they videoed him with an extremely high-speed camera. He is shooting two balloons in two one-hundredths of a second. They watched him on a camera, and they said, he's shooting faster than thought. And what he's doing is impossible. It's impossible. But he's doing it. Which proves that your brain and your mind is not the same thing. Now, this guy's not even a Christian. I want you to imagine the things that God said you could do. All things are possible to him that believes. I want you to think about your future. Is it great? Or is it kind of, uh, do you actually have any control over it? Yes, you do. This is the difference between people who believe God's running everything and those who believe he's not. Go to Numbers chapter 13, verse 1. Say, I'm ready to hear the word. My future will be better because I was in church today. Yes, it will be. Numbers 13, 1, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, from each tribe of their father, send a man and let everyone a leader among them. Now, now Moses sent 
13 spies out into the land of, uh, of Canaan to spy out the land that God said, I am giving them that land. All right, now let's go over and look at verse 25. They returned from spying out the land after 40 days. They're going for 40 whole days spying out the land. When now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran, Kadesh, and brought back word to them, all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And when they told them, they said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Look at verse 28. Nevertheless... In other words, yeah, but the people who dwell in the land are strong. I'm going to stop right there and ask you a question. Were they? Yes. They were strong. Um, As you read this, I want you to notice that everything they're fixing to say is true. Pay close attention because this, this, this is going to help fix a lot of mess. If people have about faith. Everything they're going to say is a fact. Here's the difference between truth. I didn't say true. I said truth and a fact. All facts change. If, it, if something's a fact, it can be changed. If something is truth, it cannot ever be changed. Is it true that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? You cannot change that. And in a million years from now, that will still be the same. That will never change. So that constitutes truth. The doctor said, you're not doing too good. That is a true statement. It is really a fact, but it can be changed correctly, correct? So it's not the truth. I want you to understand, maybe I should say it this way. Everything they said is a fact. The things you deal with in life, I want you to understand you're not lying about it. And they, but they, and they are a reality in the fact that some of the stuff you and I deal with are really there. That's a fact, but they're subject to change. All right. Now, as we read this, go, nevertheless, the people dwell in the land are strong. They were, the cities were fortified. They were very large. They were moreover, the descendants of Anak were there. The Amalekites dwell in the land, the South, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and I think a few termites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses. Now, let's think about what he just said. Because what they're doing is they're starting to talk. Even though those are facts, they're bringing out facts that are going to discourage three million people. People and stop them from the destiny of God. So Caleb quieted the people. This is what he said. Be quiet. Don't say that. They're talking and he piped up and said, don't say that again. Stop talking about that. Are y'all getting this? There are things that are facts and you and I need to learn that though they're a fact, you and I do not need to talk about everything that's going on. Sometimes when the economy is going bad, it's a fact. Hush. God is greater than the economy. So the doctor's report said, that's a fact that you're not lying, but the, but there's another truth greater than the fact that by his stripes, you were healed. In other words, 
We're going to read here, they did not go in. But they didn't go in, not because God stopped it, but because of their own mouth. Their own words stopped them from the destiny God had for them. Is that true for you and I? More than we know. Caleb quieted the people. He said, be quiet. Stop talking about that. And then he said, let us go at once and take possession. We are well able to overcome it. Let me ask you a question. Is that true that he was well able? Is it also true that the other people were not able? Yes, it is true. All right, now I'm going to say something to you. The guy that says he can't and the guy that says he can, that he can, are both correct. Why is that? Jesus said, you can have what you say. So if you say you can't, you're correct. If you say you can, you are also correct. Man came to Brother Hagin one time and says, why is it that my prayers don't get answered? What did the man just say? My prayers don't get answered. And, the, and Brother Hagin said, correct. Why is it nothing ever works for me? Correct. They don't. Why is it I can't remember anything anymore? Correct. You can't. Thank you. I hear someone going, that's right. That's right. The guy who said he can and the guy that said he can't, they're both correct. We can't take them. Right. You can't, but God in you can. And when Caleb said we are well able, he wasn't talking about himself. He's talking about the fact that God is with him. So let's read it again. Let's read. And the men who would go up with him says, we're not able to go against his people. They're stronger than we are. True. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out and saying, the land that we go through is a land that, that devours its inhabitants. True. All the people we saw are of great statue. True. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak. They came from the giants and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in theirs. Why are you grasshopper? Because you said you grasshopper. Now I'm going to tell a story on myself. When I first went out to Ramah, Someone offered me a business deal. They asked me if I'd paint apartments on a, consi- on, on, a, on a consignment. I mean, in other words, I would go in and bid the job and they'd give me $20 or something, an apartment. I turned it down. I took a job making an hourly wage. Why? I had no faith in myself and I saw myself poor. It wasn't until I got older that I grow out of that to where now I would never do that. Are y'all understanding me? We don't realize how much our thinking and our past and the way we think and the way we talk hinder us now. Well, we've been trained to talk and think poor, broke, no good. Can't do it. So I'm going to make a statement to you. Just listen to what I'm saying. Wherever you are right now in life is because of words you say. You are the only one stopping you from your destiny. And where you are good and where you have made headway is because of the fact that you've changed what you've said. 
If you want the things to go right in the future, you're going to need to start changing your mouth. Because you will never grow, become mature spiritually. You'll never do anything in life without you saying it first. Your mouth is creating the lid you're under. Wow. Well, I lay my hands on the sick, nothing happens. Okay. I never have a word from the Lord. I don't have any friends. I don't know why nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. Okay? You know, you don't have to say everything that comes in your head. That's right. That is so right. <laughs> I'm just being honest. No. no, yeah, you might be honest and it might be a fact, but unless you just want to stay ignorant and friendless, you know, you might want to change some things you're saying. Come on, guys, this is absolutely one of the most powerful things you'll ever hear in your life. Jesus said, You have not what you pray. I prayed and prayed, Pastor. I prayed and prayed. He didn't say you'd have what you pray. He said you'd have what you say. I'm doing pretty good. Now, go to chapter 14, verse 1, and I want you to see something here. Has anything bad happened yet? No. Has an enemy come in and attacked them? Anybody died? No. All they have done is come back and talk about the problem, right? All right, now I'm going to read to you the next script. It's amazing what I'm going to read. So all the congregation lifted their voices and cried and wept all night. (laughs) Three million people are laying in their tents crying and nothing bad has happened. I'm going to come over here. Why? Because of their talking. When's the last time you laid in your bed and cried about something that hasn't even happened? us in this room right now have done this. Don't you look holy on me. Every one of us have had days. How's your day going? Not too good. Listen, the sun is shining. The robins are singing. Jesus is on the throne and you're having a bad day. Why? It's your mouth. Boy, this is good. Somebody say. The good news is you and I are going to start changing this. I'm not there yet. I'd like to tell you that Lisa and I are 100%. We're further now than we were a year ago. I'm going to tell you that right now. We both have given each other permission to look at each other and go, I don't think I'd say that if I was you. And we do make corrections in the things we find ourselves talking about. Have y'all ever complained? It's harming you. It's throwing a lid on you. I've done it. I've done it. Come on, come on, come on. I mean, we've all... We just love to ride down the road and gripe about all the Yankees down here, right, you know, not on vacation. Y'all ever get behind people doing 40 and a 50 mile an hour in their left lane? You just get behind them and go, would you use the gas pedal, good God almighty, honey, what is, and they're on the phone, they're on the phone, driving down the road, right? 
40 miles an hour in a 55 zone side by side with a semi, 80 cars behind them and they're on the phone and you want to say something. Oh, come on. Y'all did say something. That's the problem. I think I'm going to go to the police department and say, can I be on the phone, snatch it out of the car brigade and start writing tickets to people that are sitting on their phone? And you know, the ones that are on the phone, they're always driving slow, creeping along down the road. I mean, in the left lane. I got behind this guy the other day and he pulled up to a traffic light and the light changed and he's on the phone. I kind of honk, honk, honk. And he kind of, now I always amazed at this. They always look in the rearview mirror like, what? <laughs> look at their phone one more time and go, oh, put the phone down and drive away. The next light, no grace. <laughs> Move it. <laughs> and he looks up like, I want a blue light so bad. Woo! Pull over. Let me have the phone. You ever touch one again, I take you to state penitentiary. You ain't never coming out. <laughs> but I, that's why I'm not a cop. So. <laughs> and all the people lifted their voices and cried all night. Look at verse 2. And the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Why? Because they said that we can do it? Think about this for a minute. We have two camps in America today. There is faith and word camp, and then there's everybody else. Are y'all, I'm, I'm being serious with y'all right now. All the other people that are not in the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it camp, they hate us. Who do you think you are walking around saying, my God means all your need? And they, and they don't like, I mean, they'll flat out write stories. We're not, it's not sinners. There's not a sinner writing anything about Jesse's airplane. They're all Christians. <laughs> Mad because somebody is talking, we can do it by his stripes we're healed and God wants us blessed. And you don't like us because we what? Believe in healing or blessings? I mean, what big crime did we commit? Well, I just don't think you can run around just telling God what to do. Well, God can't even tell you what to do. God's trying to get him in the promised land, and he's not able to do it. There are masses of people who will never finish, run the race, God said, never finish the course, never become all God designed for them because of their mouth. God says, I have something good for you. You go, well, it'll probably break. <laughs> you know, when, when, we, when the boys were growing up, we, we used to make them sit down and watch Winnie the Pooh. Now, now, Justin's favorite was Tigger. You, have, you, you know that by watching him today, don't you? <laughs> Little Tigger. Bing, bing, bing. Off he goes, man. He's always someplace. My favorite was Eeyore. Now, listen to Eeyore. Today's my birthday. I'll probably get a balloon, and it'll have a hole in it. He has nothing good to say about it. I mean, I know it's my birthday, but it'll probably turn out. It'll probably rain. And I always looked at that and I thought, Winnie the Pooh was a pastor. And we have Eeyore in our church, man. I am not going to look any of It's my birthday and I'll get a balloon, but it probably has a hole in it. I'm going to the doctor, they'll pray for me, and I'm probably going to die. <laughs> Verse 3, 
why did the Lord bring us in this land to kill us? That's in your Bible. Why did God let this happen to me? Answer the question. Why did God let that happen to you? Because you said so. You, the numb nut with the mouth running around complaining, and when bad stuff happens, you want to blame God for it. Why did the Lord cause this to happen to me? What did I do wrong? Well, you opened your mouth. Oh, this is a good thing. And now I'm a victim. It says that our wives and children would become a victim. You know what a victim is? Ain't my fault. I didn't do anything to deserve is. I grew up without a father and it's not my fault. I wasn't asked to be born. <laughs> I didn't ask to be part of this family. <laughs> y'all are laughing because some of y'all said the same thing. I... How many of y'all when you were growing up, your, your siblings told you you were adopted? Your mama told you you were adopted. <laughs> Tiffany, did you tell this girl she was adopted? That's bad. That's bad. She's suffering today because of that. <laughs> he told Corfe he was adopted. Well, I think Corfe was adopted. Look at that hairdo over there. Ronald, were you adopted? Yeah, you adopted too. I told my sister she was adopted. I said, you're not a Morgan, you're adopted. We found you on the side of the road. I think everybody goes through that. <laughs> Ain't my fault. I didn't ask to be born in this world. You know, that pity is a lid you placed on yourself. Now, when I learned this, when I started learning this, I started taking the lid off. Listen to what I'm going to say to you. When I first started learning this, I had a hard time reading my Bible out loud and believing it was true. I had a hard time with that. It started over in Colossians when it says that I'm complete in him. I read that and went, no, I'm not. I had to talk myself into the reality of it because truth did not seem real to me. But it was my mouth. I went, I went where I am now in my mouth first before my body ever caught up. When I, I told you when I first got saved, my, my dad left home when I was in second grade, and we went from having money to just supernaturally broke. And I grew up poor, very poor. I don't mean poor like we had at our house. We had running water. But I mean, there, there wasn't a lot of food in the refrigerator. There wasn't a lot of extra. And I remembered my mother struggling all the time. So you grow up with a poverty mentality. So when I got born again, I still had that poverty mentality, and I still had a poverty mouth. I didn't believe I was ever going to make anything or become anything in my life. And again, I've said this before, and I'm not looking for pity. My school teachers told me I would never amount to anything. You don't have the right to tell anybody what they're going to be and not going to be. Just about destroyed me. And when I got born again, the Lord said to me, I want you to think about what this for a minute. He said, what's your name? I said, Daryl George Morgan. He said, what does it mean? I said, I don't know. I looked it up. Daryl means highly esteemed. George means sower of seed. 
Morgan means fisher of seas. He said, I predestined you. You are called. I named you. My mouth changed. I was not an accident. I'm not stupid. I was created by God just like Jesus. And when I stopped talking what people said and started talking what God said, my whole life went to the level of what I started to say. Isn't that amazing? You are who he said you are. You can do what he said you can do. You can be anything he said you could be. When are you going to start saying that? I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of God. I have favor with God and man. Whatever I put my hand to shall prosper. Life changes. Man, that's when things start changing for you. You want to take the land? I'll take it, Jesus. I can take it, Jesus. I can lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I can be used by Almighty God. I can start a business and it'll make it. I can do anything. I'm I'm, going to tell you something. Once you pick up your Bible and you start saying what he said, at first, you're not even going to believe what you're saying yourself. But your insides are going to go, woo, because your insides agree with it. Mm, I got a lot of other things I want to say, but I got to, I got to. Children of Israel said, no, 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 no. Verse 4, let's select a leader and go back to Egypt. Moses and Aaron fell on the faces, blah, blah, blah. Verse 6, Joshua, the son of Nun, Caleb, the son of Jethani, were those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and spoke to the congregation of Israel and said, the land we passed through to spy out is exceeding good. If the Lord delights in us, he'll bring us in the land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey. Only don't rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. Their, their bread... Um, for they are bread for us, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us, do not fear. And all the congregation bade stone them with stones because of their confession. Now, it says later that Joshua and Caleb are the only two that went in. The rest of them died in the wilderness. God could not take them in. God wanted to take them in, and he could not take them in. Listen, there are people and sitting in this room right now. Their God has things he wants to take you to. And he's unable because of your talk. Well, I just don't have that ability. Yes. Who said? Right. Well, you just never know. You know, I tried that one time and it failed. Did you know, do you know... How many times Babe Ruth struck out? Did you know that he struck out more than any other human being on the earth? He's the strikeout king. He also hit more home runs than anybody else. You're going to, you're going to bomb, I think they said, two-thirds of the time. Bombing doesn't define you. Doing it wrong doesn't define you. Failing at something doesn't define you. God defines you. Amen. If you don't do it right the first time, do it again. Get up and go, I'll do it again. I will get this. I will get this. I'm going to learn to do this. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to tell you something. You, I said something a while ago. I said, he didn't tell you it's from praying. It's from saying. I've had, I've had weeks where I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and I saw no breakthrough. Just like you. I've had times when I've prayed with all of my heart for a breakthrough, and I got none. And I opened up my Bible, and I said, 
Well, if God is for me, who could be against me? If God is on my side, and I mean in five minutes of doing nothing but quoting the Bible, I broke through and stood on victory because I was praying from defeat rather than stepping over into victory and declaring I'm already there. I'm the healed. How? I don't know. Did it ever dawn on you that there's things you don't know? I told you the story is either the last one or this one earlier of the service about the guy that went to heaven and he's and 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 there, this guy died and went to heaven and he came back and he said I was walking by this building and it was the building of of the knowledge of God and he opened up the door and there's this massive warehouse with books I mean full of books thousands of books and there's a guy sitting there reading and he said, how long have you been in here? He says, thousand years. He said, how many books have you read? He said, none yet. Still on the first one. He said, how far are you? He says, I'm still on page one. He said, oh. He, he said, yeah, I got a lot of reading to do. Yeah. And did it ever dawn on you? There's a lot of things about God you don't know. Here's one you don't know. How? I have no idea. I never asked the stupid question. How? Are y'all out there? Because there are things he does. I don't know how he's going to do it. He didn't say, figure it out. He just said, believe it. So when the doctor says, incurable, I never go, how? I just say, I'm healed. How's that going to work? I have no idea. Right. I have no earthly idea. When? I don't know that either. Well, what's your report? I'm healed. Well, what if you die? Well, I'll really be healed. But in the meantime, I'm blessed. In the meantime, I'm an overcomer. Back at the ranch, I'm the, I'm, hallelujah, I have the mind of Christ. You know, I quit saying, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. I, I just don't, I, you know, ever since I turned 60, I just don't have the memory I, I used to have. I, I can't even hardly find it. Shut up. No wonder you're losing your mind. You keep talking about you losing your mind. I just don't remember like I used to. Shut up. Just shut up. I don't know what these kids are going to do nowadays. Especially these kids of mine. Probably end up in jail or hell if they don't straighten up. You know, you just need to be quiet. I lost my job. You know, they're not hiring my, in my skills anymore. Really? This is my confession. I could sell ice to an Eskimo. Ain't nobody going to believe in me if I don't believe in me. I, I, you know, are y'all all out there or did you go home? I have work to do. I have more work to do. I have favor with God and man. Everybody I meet likes me. I ain't got no friends. Never have had any. But if I had one, they wouldn't like me. Really? Y'all are laughing. I know some of y'all are wanting to cry. Lisa and I did something and I told her and we were talking on the, in the, in the car, on the truck coming to church. I tried writing scriptures down, but they don't mean anything to me. Have y'all ever, you write it down, you read it and you go, tell me that. And it, it may just be psychological, but I want to read it out of my Bible. And I don't want to quote it. 
I want to read it. But there's something about picking up the Bible and reading it that makes you go, yeah, that's me. That's who I am right there. That's, now I'm going to show you one. I'm just, just going to go over a couple of these. Blessed is the God and Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed me, Daryl Morgan, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He chose me in Jesus before the foundation of the world that I would be holy and without blame before him in love. He predestined me to be adopted as a son by Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace which he made me accepted in the beloved. In him I have redemption by his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Oh, that's powerful. When you start reading it, that's me. Now, let me, let me, how did Jesus find out about himself? He read about it. He didn't have some angel come, you're the son of God. <laughs> went to the temple and they're preaching and he went, well, that's me. He read about the Red Sea, he heard about the Red Sea and he went, that's me. And then when he, when he was old enough, he opened up the Bible, went into his synagogue and he opened up to Isaiah and said, you see the scripture? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's me. And I'm going to make a statement to y'all. I dare you, the next time you are outside of this church, to grab a scripture and read it to your relatives and say, that's me. I am 2 Corinthians 5.17. I am the righteousness of God. I am. Now, when you first start reading that, your brain's going to kick it. Kick it or you, uh, 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 uh. I am the temple. This guy one time, it, I was working construction. We were building houses down in Bay Hill. You know, there's people that go to enough church just to aggravate themselves. <laughs> And I, I was just being nice. And I, I told the guys I was working with, and I was trying to talk to them about righteousness. And one of them piped up and said, there's none righteous, no, not one. And I looked at him real kindly, and I said, no, that's not what that means. It says we're not righteous by law, we're righteous by faith. Oh, Morgan, you're not righteous. And finally I had enough. I said, I'm as righteous as God. They took shovels and picks and axes, and they chased me off the construction site, threatened to kill me because I said I was the righteousness of God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you walk into a church and you say that, they'll kill you or try to. You know, Daryl opened the Bible and say, this is written about me. But I'm going to tell you something. If you don't believe it, you're not going anywhere in life. The promised land is for you, but you're not going until you clean up your mouth. Amen. Are y'all getting this? Yes. All of these things belong to you based on what you say about them. Everybody say, I'm going in. I want to read another one to you in the book of Colossians when I first, and I pick up my Bible and I read these. I'm going to tell you something I read all the time. And I know you think, well, don't you know it by now? Yeah. I cast all of my cares on the Lord. He cares about me, and I refuse to worry about anything. Everything in this life I have given him, he has it, and he is working it out. You know why? Because I just said so. I'm ready for you to say that. Say, I don't have a worry in the world. I gave it to God. He's got it. He's going to fix it. And I refuse to worry about anything in Jesus' name. You just changed your life. Because worry will make you sick. It'll keep you broke. Faith won't work while you're worried. Your faith in God won't work while you're worried. Here's another one. Are y'all okay? I'm just going to read a few scriptures that I just, 
I give thanks to the Father who qualified me and made me a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has already delivered me from the power of darkness, and he conveyed and placed me in the kingdom of the Son of his love, and whom I now have redemption the forgive, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. I am delivered. No, I'm not going to be. I am. You say, yeah, but I got all kind of problems. No, start saying. If God said you're delivered, then say I'm delivered. Are y'all out there? See, listen to me. This never becomes real. The Bible will never become real until you say it's real. I'm a new creation. I say it all the time. I've been saying it since the day I got saved. I'm a brand new species of being that never existed before. I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works that he prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. And I will walk in them. The greater one is in me. The greater one in me is greater than all the demons of hell. Therefore, I am greater than all the darkness and all the hell that is in this world. Woo! That's a mouthful, guys. Wait till darkness tries to jump on you and you start saying that. It'll jump off you. Anybody learning anything today? I want you to say this. I can have what I say. The world around you is voice activated. Your body is voice activated. Now, I got a testimony. I got a, y'all heard me talk about the fact that I used to shoot archery. I went fishing the other day with my bow. There is no more pain in my shoulder. You have no idea what it's like to to do a sport and then find out one day that you've created a problem that the doctor said you'll always have it. But Isaiah said he bore my pains. So I've been saying it. And I went and picked up a bow the other day and shot a gar in the lake and I said, devil, I'm going fishing. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? That may not be big to you, but it, for me, oh yeah, baby, I just conquered something with my mouth. What do you want to do with your life? Where are you going? What do you want to do with it? Are you talking about it? And are you talking good? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to go back on something. I'm already run out of time, but listen. When I was a kid in school, my teachers told me, Daryl, you'll never amount to anything. Ha! Huh. The problem is I believed them until I got saved. Those words have tried to control me. I won't let it. When I got my pilot's license, I hadn't used my mind in so long that it didn't want to work. My brain had become lazy. Your brain can get lazy. At the end of class, I had no idea what they had said. And the devil said, yeah, you just ignorant. Teacher was right. I said, no, I'll learn it. And I made my brain work. And I learned it. And Lisa will tell you, when I was flying, I was good. I wish Kenny was in here right now. I took a group of men to Mexico. I said, I'm going to land the plane and no one will know we're down. I used to go out of the airport and practice landing. And you would never feel it. I I, I just wanted to learn to do it. Are y'all out there? And right before the, land, the airplane would land, I'd give it a little power so it'd try to fly again. It would slowly touch. And we'd park. Everybody in the plane's asleep. 
And they went, when did we land? I said, oh, about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't feel nothing. No, and you won't. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Come on. Now I'm, the diff- I'm different. If someone says you can't, makes me mad. I go, really? Can't? I think I'll just go do it. Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm having a hard time stopping. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you all a question. Can you see where you have allowed facts and circumstances to control your mouth? Yes. All of us have done this. We've all done this. But we're in a New Testament. We're not like the children of Israel. They weren't allowed in. You are. You and I can go, Father, forgive me, I'm going in. To the degree that God can get you to change your mouth. I own a business. In Jesus' name, it prospers. If you own a business, talk to it. Talk to the business. In your house, start saying about the family and the kids what God says about them. Say what God says about you, even though at the moment it does not appear to be true. If you say to this mountain... If God wanted that mountain to be there, he wouldn't have told you to move it. You will never grow past your confession in any area. I think it's time to start making some confessions. So let's say some stuff right now. Say, God gave me a mouth so I could say some stuff. He spoke the word so it would be written. And he wrote it so I could say it. So starting now, I'm going to say what God said about me. If he said it, it's true. And I'm going to start saying it. I am blessed. I have the mind of Christ. I am his workmanship. And I'm not junk. I can do anything God said I can do. I can be anything he said I can be. Starting today, I'm going to change the way I talk. I'm taking the lid off of my life. It doesn't matter how old I am. Hey, devil, Caleb was 85. Don't talk to me about age. I'll talk to you about the word. I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of God. I have the ability of God. I am loved by God. I am somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, did, doesn't, that, doesn't that feel good? Folks, it just, I know we don't go by feelings, but it just, it just feels good. Since nobody else is talking good about you, you just go ahead and talk good about yourself. Tell you what'll happen, you'll start smiling, people accuse you of being on drugs. And you say, Yeah, I'm addicted to the gospel. It's a new pill that's out. I gotta get my fix in a minute. I get where's my Bible? I'm getting the shakes. Woo! I gotta say something. I say this with love. You're gonna fight to do this. Your flesh will fight you. It's okay. It happens to everybody. Your destiny is ahead of you. There's so much God wants to do ahead of you. When he gets you to get your mouth lined up, honey, you will go where you say you are going.
There are inventions that have never been invented. There are songs that have never been written. There are things that God is waiting on somebody to do them. Say, it might as well be me. You got this? Hey, y'all are awesome. I appreciate y'all coming on Sunday and listening to me jump and shout and holler. And I do my best to get you full of God. But I'm going to say this, this one little truth right here has probably changed my life more than anything I've ever learned in my life. And he keeps bringing me back to it. What are you saying? What are you saying about yourself? What are you saying about your business? What are you saying about your family? Watch what you say. And say the right thing. Your whole life is about to change if you'll take what I said today serious. Amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.